You know I'm gonna get you, yeah, whatever it takes to. What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk podcast. Ed Birdsell, Jake Simone has some Stanley Cup discussions going on in this episode. Of course, the Stanley Cup Finals started on Wednesday. As of time of recording, it is 3-3 going into the third period. Going to talk some baseball. The Yankees, I mean, the Yankees are the Yankees. They're fantastic. 13 straight home win. The first, the longest home winning streak for the Yankees, 1973, which just silliness. Nobody thought the Yankees would be this good. We'll be talking a lot about the Yankees. I am most certain of that. And then, of course, Deep Sleeper. And one quick question from a random listener. Jake, how are you? Cannot complain, my friend. Happy to be here. Well, we just got to see Clay Holmes shut shit down. Well, we'll Life's talk good. about we'll talk about baseball, but I'm I'm very pleased with what I'm seeing from my Yankees and life is good when the Yankees are good. Yes. This could be this could be the year. Genuinely believe that. I don't want to speak too loudly, but I will. I, I I'm getting I'm getting some 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 positive some positive vibes. That's all. That's all I will say. The most runs scored in the American League by a significant amount. Uh, the fewest amount of runs given up in baseball. The only team in baseball that ha- that has not given up 200 plus runs yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm liking this. Not bad. Not nope, too shabby. Not, no, not bad. Not bad at all. But we will save it for the uh, for the baseball discussion. Uh, Jake, you actually had the one quick question this week. So um, this question is from Jake. Jake, where's Jake from? Portland, Oregon. A beautiful place. Beautiful place. Is that a summer home? Yeah. It's a nice summer vacation home when I need to get away from things. It's just uh, during the fantasy season, got a good deal. Just so much love from Portland, Oregon. Listen, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's a truly a fabulous place. And we love, we love, love Portland, Oregon. Uh, so Jake, your, your question, please. All right. I actually heard this this week on the radio, so I can't take full credit, but I thought it was such a fascinating question. And I was so curious to hear what your answer was. If you had a time machine and you had to go back in time to go to any sporting event, Baseball, basketball, box, whatever. What would it be? Anytime, any place. I've gone back and forth in this answer about four different times. So have I. Um, because there are just there are a lot of candidates for this. There, there really are. I mean, Subway Series would be one that I, I definitely uh, considered. What game Ice of Bowl. the Subway Series? Oh, just any game with it within within the Subway Series in the okay. World Series in the the World Series Subway Series. I would take any game, quite frankly. Uh, the Ice Bowl. Um, I hey, we got ninety four Knicks final that we could have uh, had a chance to go to. Oh nine World Series, the only championship year that I can uh, recollect. Um, but with all that being said. And of course, there are you know I could list every uh, major Arsenal moment uh, you know in in for forever I can you know whichever one I want to choose from, but the one that I have decided to go for is the 1994 Game Seven Stanley Cup Final New York Rangers Vancouver Canucks. That is the one that I have decided to go for. 
That's lame. Lame? Why? What? What's so special about n- 1994? Of all, see what went into my thought process. The venue matters. You've seen Madison Square Garden. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Like, come on. It is the best moment for the team that means the most to me. I get. Uh, I was expecting like a a, a a more thought out answer. I take sentimentality into it. That is a that is a big deciding factor for me. And the Rangers mean more to me than any of any other of my teams combined. I had like four that I just kept going back and forth on and I did process of elimination. Then there was one. I just said, yeah, I had to be there to see it. Like I, I would have just died to see it. What, what, what was in consideration for you? Was it just like, okay. So subway series was in consideration. The only other one that was very, very was very, very close to me. And this won't mean anything to you, but it was Oh three Oh four, the invincible season winning the league at white Hart lane. Don't couldn't even tell you what sport that was for, but exactly. Yeah. So I actually debated one of the games of the subway series. I wanted to see Roger Clemens throw the bat at Mike Piazza. It's a great and, shout. And this is now this is the best seat in the house too. Let me preface my answer. You have the best seat in the house. Yep. And so you're still sticking with it. 94 mm-hmm. Stanley Cup line. Okay. Stick me right at center ice, please. Okay. So I, I would, I would say for me, before I get to my, my answer, it was Clemens throwing the bat at Piazza. That was kind of like number four. Number three, the nineteen sixty nine Super Bowl. That's fair. Super Bowl three with Joe Namath in the guarantee. Number two, this this might surprise you just a little bit. Okay. I I I really debated on the U.S. beating the Soviets and the lead up to the gold medal game, but. Fuck. That's such a great shout, too. But I, but here's my thing, though, with that. I don't know if I would pick, if I had to pick any game to watch on TV, that might have been it. Because if you're there in person at the game, you just imagine being at home and hearing Al Michaels, do you believe in miracles? Yes. Yes. Takes an element away from it. I can't believe that I did not think of Miracle on Ice. That is absolutely pathetic. Wow, that is I such a good that. shout. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to flip, but God, that is such a good shout. Now, would you would you consider like, hmm, would you consider the Olympics to be like an event that you could yeah. that you could choose? Because I I thought about that and I was like, I don't know if you could say like, oh yeah. The Olympics as a whole. No, 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 no. It's it's a date, time, game, not as a whole. Not as a whole. Because I would probably say Jesse Owens winning the gold medal in front of Hitler in Nazi Germany. That That would be one that that, I would. That was eligible. And that was one that I would probably say. I don't know if if I would be like, oh, rah, rah, you know, that's I could like. How do I put this without sounding? Um, uh, insensitive. It's not something I would be like, you know, like the Rangers to me. Like it would be like at heart, but I would still say, yeah, that's a historical moment. It's fucking awesome, and I would still be like, yeah, uh, good, good on you, Je- Jesse Owens. Yeah, yeah, but the and here's another thing too, though, that a lot of people don't remember about the U.S. team 
beating the Soviets. They, they didn't win the gold medal that night. They still had to play Sweden. Yes, that's true. So that that also played because I, I was thinking back, like, for instance, this happens to me a lot with my sports teams. I know I was, I was proven correct last year. That Nets game that I went to last year, game five of the Eastern Conference semifinals with Kevin Durant. Today's the one-year anniversary of that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the 50-17-14 game. I was thinking, great, but they have, they have to win game six. And they probably – I was thinking in the back of my mind, they'll probably lose game six, and I'm going to be nervous. At, not probably. I no doubt in my mind they would lose game six, and anything can happen in game seven, and, and that's what happened. And it's kind of an afterthought. So a game like that, did, like I could have said, you know, the Jets beating the Patriots. The Jets, they didn't win anything. You know what I'm saying? So that also played a role into into my thinking. And depending on who you ask, maybe the Jets won something. Would be the Patriots and Foxborough. De- no, depending yeah. on who you ask. No, but like I, 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 you know, I, I couldn't pick those. But here's my ultimate answer. I would take my time machine all the way back to October first. 1932 at Wrigley Field for game three of the 1932 World Series because I just need to see if George Herman Ruth, Babe Ruth, called his shot. I just need to be best seat in the house, and you're telling me I could see Babe Ruth call his shot? If he even called his shot, it's been debated. He might have just been talking to the bench for the Cubs. There's really no, obviously, it's 1932. We don't have the same technology as we do today, obviously. We don't really know. So I just need to be there to find out for sure. That's what I would have picked. And then come back to present day to report your findings. Yes. And also, it was game three. They played best of three back then, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it's correct. So that, to me, is just like, yeah, it checks all the boxes. And it's not only just because I'm a Yankee fan. I think just as a baseball fan in general, like, wouldn't that just – because I think Babe Ruth is bigger than the Yankees. I think he really is baseball. Uh, Yes. Yes. To a – to like an nth degree, yes. That if you talk about just baseball in its entirety, who's that one – maybe not that one figure, but who are – maybe if you were to put – like a Mount Rushmore of this iconic baseball figures that everybody will know. Babe Ruth's got to be on there. I would Babe Ruth's got to be number one. Probably. Yeah, probably. If not him, if not him, then who? It's probably maybe, maybe Jeter. It's Babe Ruth, man. It really is. Right. But if, I we're, just... if we're taking historical context into it, then yeah, it, it, it has to be Ruth. And, and just imagine just being there in at Wrigley Field in the early days of Babe Ruth calling his shot. Yeah. I, I, I did consider, though, a bunch of historical stadiums. Like, I would have loved to have seen a game at the Polo Grounds. Like, that that kind of sticks out to me. Willie Mays. You could have, you could have seen a little bit of uh, Say Hey Kid. Well, yes. That that was also a consideration. The, the Willie Mays catch game. Yep. That, that's a that, fair shot. That was, that was a consideration, too. But it's just like it didn't really have the sentimental value to me. Although, yes, the baseball fan in me. Would have loved to have seen that one. Um, if if you think all the way back, I mean, just think just think of all the classic games, bro. So like, I would have loved to have seen Michael Jordan hit the shot. That was up there. Yeah, that's 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 a good one. That's a good one. Or or Will Chamberlain's hundred point game. 
What about what about Barry Bonds hitting 756? No, I don't give a shit about that. Interesting. Very That's interesting. like two. I didn't. Yeah. No. Over Babe Ruth calling his shit. Dude, that's got it. To me, that no, was no, just no, like, no. Yeah. I'm not saying that, no, that I, it, it would be better. Yeah. That's one you could also But, but Barry Bonds is, when Barry Bonds broke the record, yes, I do acknowledge Barry Bonds is the home run king, but I would be lying to you to say that it it doesn't have as much weight with baseball that's as fair. a whole. It wasn't really made into being a big deal. That's fair. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... Although if Aaron Judge breaks the uh, the Roger Maris record this year, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything. But yeah, man, just imagine being there for George Herman Ruth calling his shot. To be able to confirm or deny, and then come back to present day and be able to say, "Hey, I know the answer. I'm a fucking time traveler." I have a feeling he called his shot, though. I really do. Uh, I, I've always been in the camp that I think he did. Just I because think I, want, I want to believe in the story and just be able to be like, wow, that just I, that that big dick energy. I love it. He just called his shot, <laughs> just pointed yep. to the fence and hit it there. Yep. I want to believe it. I want to believe, believe it. it. I'm going to choose to believe it. I do too. But yeah, man, that that was number one for me. If Al Michaels wasn't so brilliant, the, the U.S. beating the Soviets may have been up there. Over it. That was a tiebreaker. Well, it's, those are two very, very good ones. The Miracle on Ice is one that I'm kicking myself over. That, that is a really, really, really good And I'm not – and you're supposed to be the hockey guy here too. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe – well, I just think – I think whenever I think of hockey euphoria, I automatically just go to game 794. That That's just always the, for, the crutch. Yeah, for me it was always Miracle on Ice. Well, this is also coming from a guy who will – if literally, if it's for all my teams – it's one team is being spared from a bazooka. The New York Rangers are being saved. Every yeah. other every other team is being lit up by a bazooka. <laughs> that's nothing against all my other teams. I love my other teams, but I have a favorite child, and my favorite child is the New York Rangers. Fair enough. That's that's just the the way it is. And trust me, I I, I will love and root for my Yankees and my Cowboys and Arsenal all the same. The Knicks, maybe, maybe, maybe if they want to be good someday. Yeah, you should just forget. Just forget them. We'll see. I mean, listen, listen, ladies, (laughs) date a Knicks fan because they're fucking loyal. (laughs) We we go through some shit. We may not be the most psychologically sane human beings, but we are absolutely loyal. So if one comes your way, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't pick the game at the garden for Julius Randle with the we hear speech. Uh, no, no, no. Because if I'm we're surprised. up to me, if we're up to me, Julius Randle would keep his mouth shut at all times. I'm just surprised no other team wants him. Or or Evan Fournier. <laughs> the Knicks are having a hard time moving them. That's Ooh. crazy to me. You could have seen that coming. I, really? Like, and they had to trade a first round pick to get Cam Reddish, who they also can't move. Gee, I wonder why. Like, it do. To, to the Knicks, like between Tom Thibodeau, Worldwide West, everyone in that front office, do do, do 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 they do they talk? Does Leon does Leon Rose like talk to anybody? Potentially not. Uh, like, I, yeah. What the fuck? Like you get a guy that the coach doesn't fucking want. And yeah. Like. I, I just hope <laughs> the coach didn't play. 
They didn't even play. I, I, I hope I hope Leon Rose, if they're going to go out of their way and mortgage the fucking franchise to get Donovan Mitchell or somebody like that, at least talk to Tom Thibodeau and be like, hey, do you want that guy? Or, or just get rid of Tom Thibodeau. I'm, I'm just surprised they brought him back. Uh, he I've he was a coach. I've yeah. been slamming the goddamn desk for the last two years for Kenny Atkinson, and now that pipe dream is dead. Tom Thibodeau's the type of coach, though, that you could tell he wore out his welcome. It, it, you could, yeah. w- when you agree, he he wore out his welcome last year. Yeah, yeah, and, and and now it's just like, well, what what really can the Knicks do now to improve their team? I would say Zach Levine, but. I don't think I think Donovan Mitchell is going to go to the Heat if he go. But honestly, it sounds like it might honestly get resolved in Utah. It sounds like Rudy Gobert's the guy that Donovan Mitchell's like. Hey, I'm not playing with him anymore. It's him or me. Yeah, and, and you know, I thought the one spot for Rudy Gobert that made the most sense was Dallas. But I don't know if that's going to happen now that Dallas acquired Christian Wood. But by the way, I mean that package for Christian is a great Wood, trade. I'm surprised. It's a great yeah. trade by Dallas. And, and isn't it? Fu- I had one of my Nick fan buddies go. I'm surprised they didn't want Julius Randall for that package. Well, I'll give you reasons why. Look at Julius Randle's contract. Why would a rebuilding team want a max contract on their books? The answer is they don't. <laughs> and the not Julius Randle's. No, no. And Julius Randle, Julius Randle does not put a contender over the top. Does not, Julius Randle does not make a contender a automatic team to potentially go to the NBA Finals next year. Like, you don't take Julius Randle and put him back with the Lakers with LeBron and AD, and all of a sudden the Lakers are back to being a top three team in the West. No, absolutely not. You don't take Julius Randle and ship him off to the Clippers with Julius Randle, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, and the Clippers are now back to being in contention. Which, by the way, I think the Clippers will be back in contention next year with a healthy Kawhi and a healthy Paul George. Yeah, I agree. And and Norman Powell. And Norman Powell. I I think now... I think Norman Powell is a better third piece than Julius Randle. I agree. I, I, I definitely agree with you. I can't wait to talk about basketball next show. Oh, we're going to. We'll be talking about a lot of basketball next show. But we got so caught up with this one quick question that we forgot to do what we always do. Death, taxes, deep sleeper. And Jake. Portland, Oregon. And Portland, Oregon, of course. Of course. Our home. Our home. We love Portland, Oregon. Can't wait to see Portland, Oregon in the fantasy mailbag. Go, definitely go check that out. Uh, Jake. You're a deep sleeper, sir. Deep sleeper. I just want to rant today. No, there's about, nothing wrong with a nice it, rant. It, it's not even deep sleeper. We're sticking on the theme of baseball here. How fucking stupid is it that the Yankees play on Amazon Prime and Apple TV and Peacock? What the hell? Like, what are we doing here, folks? It, it, like, why? It's beyond stupid. It's beyond stupid. You're alienating a part of the fan base. The numbers must be so bad. They don't even disclose what the numbers are Mm-mm. on nope. Amazon Prime. Whose idea was that in the Yankees department to just say Amazon Prime? What a great idea this is. They it, saw additional revenue. It's just so stupid. And the game they played on Peacock, they're 1130 in the morning. I mean, yeah, what that's the- a part of that MLB. um and agreement that they have with NBC oh, to have like to have on. NBC get into baseball a little bit, which is just like give me a no. fucking break. Yeah, g- give me a break. It's just like we need three streaming platforms to watch a Yankee game. 
you you you're literally what you're going to do is this isn't even just for baseball and this is also i guess part of the deep sleeper in like three years you and i and pretty much everybody else is going to take a baseball bat to our cable boxes and just destroy it because everything will be a streaming service before google will be a streaming service before we oh, know absolutely it. absolutely I, I mean just talking about nfl sunday ticket the leaders for nfl sunday ticket amazon prime and apple tv uh amazon prime would be so good but apple tv i don't have apple tv uh, i i do like my apple tv i i do i have i have to say but i i do think that you know Amazon has Thursday night. I mean, they could probably, if they were to just get Thursday that's night and joke. Sunday and Sunday that, that's ticket. That's another joke. It's, thir- what, it's the, Amazon the Thursday Prime. night? Yeah. Oh, that's a joke, bro. Um, That's a joke. It, it is, but I also, I also say at the same time, though, that it's not like Apple TV where it's like, oh, it's something else that you're kind of paying for. I would say that most people whether they're sports fans or not have Amazon prime. Yeah. But I, I look out for the seniors that are fans, man. It screws them. Oh, oh it absolutely, absolutely screws them. Yeah. The people that don't know how it's just cruel. They're literally just telling their older fans, just go, go fuck yourselves. Essentially. Yeah, like, go, go fuck yourselves. Yep. Like exactly. That's literally what it is. And you're paying for, it's just, I hate watching things on stream. It's delayed. The cable box, it's pretty relevant. It's pretty close to being real time. It's 12 seconds, I think. You don't have the bull. I get it. The cable box can some, but I, I tell you what, man, I have more time with freaking internet connections and shit pausing on stream than I do with my cable box turning off or some nonsense like that. Yep. So I, I just can't stand the whole streaming nonsense. Like, come on. You're the Yankees. You have your own television network. Play all your games on the S network, please. For all, it's Yankees Entertainment and Sports Network. Play your games there. But you're also forgetting the part about the Yankees not being a sports team. The Yankees are a business. And when Amazon goes to the Yankees and says, hey, we would love to have once, twice a month, your games be exclusive on our streaming service and we'll pay you X hundred million dollars a year to do it. The Yankees are never going to say no to that. Yeah, whatever. But it's just yeah, say no to that because it's it's also you have to also factor in that how many times are we watching Yankee games and the upper deck is completely empty. People are not going to baseball games as frequently as they were 10 years ago, even 15, 15 years ago. So the Yankees, in some respects, are operating at a loss when there are empty seats at Yankee Stadium from the months of after opening day to the last week or so of the regular season, people are like, oh, Yankees are good. You're going to the playoffs. All right, let's go to a fucking Yankee game. So the Yankees are seeing Amazon give them X hundred million dollars, and they're saying, oh, perfect. There's some cash supplement. Beautiful. I I think Steinbrenner would have told them to go take a walk. Oh, George George absolutely would have. He he would have said, no. To be fair, George also operated in a day when more people had time to want to go to go to or sit down and watch a baseball game. And the fact of the matter is, is that you have the NHL in some respect. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I, w- I would say that. The NHL, yeah. NBA, and the NFL, where people are like, yeah, I- I'll sit down and watch a football game. Hell, I'll sit down and watch the NBA finals. 
hell, I'll sit down and watch uh, the NHL playoffs. And I mean, who realistically? We're diehards. I would I would call you and I diehards of the Yankees. We're going to watch on a random Wednesday in June. Are most people going to take the time when there is a Stanley Cup final on right now to go and watch the Yankees on Yes Network? Probably not. Yeah, but listen, man, the baseball season is mainly, I would say, like July 1st, like July 4th weekend is kind of like, they have July 4th to Labor Day weekend where it's just nonstop baseball. So I get what you're saying. It, It is a longer season, but... Long story short, just just get rid of the streaming services. We, we we don't need more confusion in our lives. The Yankees make plenty of money. I get it. They're business. They see money. Blah blah blah. At the end of the day, those people are sleeping good at night. Oh, Play hey, your games on the S Network. But please. you know what? For those for those people, there's no such thing as enough money. Yeah, it's just it's sickening. greed. It's greed. Yeah. At the end of the day, and I agree with you that they alienate a large portion of the fan base. That. They can't access. They can't access yeah. these games. How, yeah, what, I don't know how many times this year already that I'm looking for a Yankee game on a random Friday night where I'm just chilling, and I have to say to myself, "Oh shit, is it an Apple game? Is it an Amazon game?" And I go and I check because I do have both, and I'm like, "Oh shit, here we go. It's on Prime." Yeah, and, and it's just like, what? What else do we need to sign up for at this rate? <laughs> we gonna get we we gonna get Hulu involved next or Netflix? Probably, probably. Don't sleep on Netflix. They're looking to get into the space. They have to. Yeah, they have they to. They have to. I heard, what the hell was it that they were doing? It was Netflix that was going to do something like, are you aware of, yes, you are, because we, we talked about this, uh, Drive to Survive. Yep. They're basically going to be doing that with a top four-ish league with a team sort of the same thing so kind of like amazon has all or nothing that they do with like the english soccer teams netflix is going to do something very similar to that That a proven proven formula already with drive to survive which if anybody needs to watch drive to survive or needs something to watch drive to survive is one and then peaky blinders is the other just point that out there yeah well we could have a whole debate one one show we gotta just talk about tv shows and just like Oh, we gotta yeah. we got we gotta just have like an entertainment show. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I'm uh, I'm very 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 down for that. Um, a deep sleeper for me. I'm gonna go with reality TV, and we're just gonna go right into the entertainment discussion, Jake. Because <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about this. Are you a Big Brother fan? No, but I was a big fan of X on the Beach. Love and... X on the Beach. Great program. Yeah. Great program, and there's a lot of contestants from Big Brother, and it made me intrigued. Big Brother is great. Big Brother is fantastic, and we do have finally a release date for Big Brother 24, July 6th at eight o'clock. Oh, you can't wait! The fuck on. You know what I? You know what the best uh, reality TV show is, and the unfortunate. Fort, it's like kind of like a bittersweet thing. June 16th, which I believe is tomorrow. Yes, it is tomorrow. You know what comes out tomorrow? Oh, what comes out tomorrow? It's a Thursday. Best show ever. Oh, um. 
Oh, it's, it's you. You've talked about this show at nauseum. It's best show ever. Oh, it's. it's I'm gonna say. I'm gonna tell you to say it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna know it because I, I have two on top of my. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. Impractical Jokers. Oh no, that wasn't what I was thinking of. We're thinking of like, are you the one? Because I do love that show. No, I was thinking. I was thinking of Cobra Kai. Or Cobra Kai. No, that's September. That's not reality TV. <laughs> Cobra oh, Kai is then, back in September. You said the best TV show of all time. Oh, yeah, but no, yes and no, but in practice, I mean, who who the hell doesn't love Impractical Jokers? Uh, no, nah, stop. Yeah, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Unfortunately, see, see, unfortunately, Joe Joe Gatto is is unfortunately not returning. I think he'll be back one day. That'll be a deep sleeper for another date and time. I couldn't I tell mean, you who that is. Then you, you you are just a miserable human being that just does not love <laughs> laughter and joy. Because let me tell you something, man. I've had some <laughs> shitty days in my. I'm not. I'm not even joking. I've had some shitty days where I've been down. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I turn on Impractical Jokers. Can stream it on HBO Max. And I still laugh my ass off at at the guys. They are just it's gonna suck without Joe. Because Joe was the by far I thought he was the funniest. If I had to rank him, I would probably go Joe, Sal, Q, then Murr. Murr's not really funny. Murr's more of like the brains behind the operation. Like Murr's kind of a bitch when it comes to saying things. He's just like, Murr, like, come on, don't be a bitch. Do it. So yeah, man. The Jokers are the best. My reasoning for not being so hot on Impractical Jokers is my sense of humor. Like, I don't want to be... If someone is intentionally trying to be funny, I don't find that funny. They're not, though. They're not trying to be funny. They're trying to, like, push their limits of, of feeling embarrassed. It's They're not really making jokes. It's like... It's like if, they, like, you and I go... If, like, you go into a store, you're wearing, like, an earpiece. I'm like, yo, say this fucked up thing. Like you actually saying that is just hilarious. Like, cause the other person doesn't know it. You know what I'm saying? And like, see, see to me, that's trying to be funny. It's not though. It's like pushing the boundaries of embarrassing yourself. If that makes sense to me, to me watching somebody, but no, the joke is like, the joke is for other people to laugh at. You know what I'm saying? You are not trying to be funny. Like, yeah, you see what I'm saying? They're laughing like a, at how stupid you look, not what you're saying, if that yeah, makes it, sense. It's like that that purposeful uh, self-degradation that I just don't find very funny. It's so funny because the other people don't know it's a show. So, like, if they take them seriously or, like, get repulsed by it, it's just that's so much funnier. That's, that's more that's funny than what's thing. actually like, being said. Impractical Jokers has been around for so long, and people still don't know, like, who they are. Um, they, they have had some problems about that recently, but I'm not surprised. They've but been on it's the not as long. It's it, but they're the kind of guys though. Yes. You know, it's a show, but the amount of diehard fans that they have, and they do have a bunch of diehard fans. I'm not, re- I'm not refuting that. You're just not thinking in the back of your mind, like, Oh, this is the guy from practical jokers. You know what I'm saying? You, you just don't think that while you're yeah. out in public. Obviously I would, because I do love the show. I guarantee you though, if one of the jokers came up to you, I don't know if you would think it's somebody from Impractical Jokers. That's fair. That's fair. Like you, you would think like, oh, this can't happen to me. You'd have to second guess it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I that I can get on board with. That you would have to be like, uh, is this, is this who I think this is? Is that 
Joe Blow from I, Practical Jokers? I just saw I just saw Joe and Murr at the uh, at the Paramount on Friday, and then when I was in college at my first school, I was at near the Palisades Mall in Rockland. I saw them. Sh- I saw them walking around like doing the, the the bit. So if you ever see the episode of the Palisades Mall, I may I don't I watched it. I didn't see, but they might have edited me out honestly because I was like walking by and I was like staring. I'm like, I but I didn't blow up their spot though. You know what I'm saying? Fair. It was like I, you know I just didn't want to. I knew it was them though, but I wanted them to come up to me so bad because I would have went with it. Dear God, you just wanted to be, you just wanted to be on the show. Oh my God, yes. What are you crazy? You just wanted to be that that that, that clueless schmuck. Yeah, but like I would have went with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. I I absolutely. I I bet you a lot of people do. They could, they could, but there are some people that I'm telling you right now, they are not going with it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the old the older you get, the better. But I think if you have someone like that, it's like 20 or 30, I think most people know in Practical Jokers, whether they like them or watch them or not, is another thing. Yeah, but they just show up to a lot of settings sometimes that you would not expect them in. Like, imagine them showing up to your wedding <laughs> or like, no, <laughs> like you're trying on a wedding dress like or, or a tuxedo or. No, I wouldn't be too happy. Oh, funny. I wouldn't be too happy. Or like I, behind I, the counter. <laughs> I'd be swinging. I'd be fucking swinging. That happened to Sal actually, like two years ago, because like the the, the joke was that they had to steal baseball signed by Noah Syndergaard from like kids or something like that, and like Sal was just taking them out of like kids' gloves, and some guy like put him in the joke hold and like hit him. I love it. I love Sal. You kind of remind me of Sal a little bit. Thank you. A little bit. What's the guy's name? Sal. What? Oh, you're going to love this. Sal Volchano. A big old Italian guy, but Sal is hysterical. You kind of like, remind me of him. Like, listen to him talk. Like, Okay. I, I have. I know who, I've seen him. I, I have seen him. So I have to, I have to listen to him. And I will, I will give the, um, I'll give you my, my full analysis of what I think. And I can relate to these guys because, like, me and my friends have, like, obviously we're not, like, telling you, but, like, we try to, like, do things to, like, be, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, my kind of humor, if that makes sense. It's just, like, real-life situations and, like, fooling people and, like, play a joke on something. It's so funny, bro. Yeah, and everyone has their own sense of humor. It's just not mine. Yeah, it is. I I love dry – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I guess, guess like, dry, deep – really got to think about it humor like smart intellectual humor that's no, what not, i like that takes my box not me mine is like lmao look at this guy <laughs> type of thing unintentional humor gets me every time if you are if you are unintentionally funny you are going to get a reaction out of me 99 times out of 100 like you're just going to but if you're someone that everyone else thinks that you're funny odds are i'm not gonna laugh I'm going to be like, okay, you're a schmuck. I don't think you're funny. Man, Joe Gatto is so funny. I'm going to miss him. I have, to, I have to listen to Sal, and I don't have to give you my uh, my full my full analysis on uh... – Yeah, you kind of remind me of Sal a little bit. Well, I'll, I'll just let you know. I'll just let you know. Yeah. So before we get on to the baseball, we are going to bring on Adam to talk about the Stanley Cup final. So without further ado, here's Adam and I talking about the Stanley Cup final. And welcome back to the Basement Talk podcast. 
as promised, of course, we do have Adam here to talk about the Stanley Cup final. Hi, Adam. Hey, Bird. How are we? How's it going? Well. Jinx, Jinx, you owe me a beer. (laughs) All right, then. Well, if the other bet that we made on the last podcast comes through and you give me pizza and bagels, you fly all the way out to Provo to do that, then I'll have to uh, get you a beer when you're out here. Perfect. Although, it'll be a bit tough. Although, no, well, beer, beer is easy to get, actually. You get, you get beer at the supermarket. Yes. But actual, like, alcohol, like liquor stuff, you know, it's, it's a bit harder. Well, I said beer. I said beer. So. Beer's fine. Yeah. Never mind. Though. I said beer. I said beer. Uh, but we're good. We're good. Yeah. Ready to uh, rip a Band-Aid off? Yeah, I mean, I wish I was talking about another team. Well, okay. in the Stanley Cup right. final. So... Let's make an oath, okay? Because we're not we are, Rangers, I swear. Okay, I, for I the Ra- for the Rangers audience that we have, Adam and I will be doing a podcast just about the New York Rangers. So that will be coming out over the weekend. I think that'll be out like on Sunday. Is when I you'll be he- you'll be hearing this Wednesday night. We're recording this on Tuesday, so we're we're pre-recording this. Obviously, I hate to break the fourth wall. Let's make a blood oath right now that we are not going to talk about the Rangers. Hopefully only a metaphorical blood oath, because I don't really feel like actually stabbing myself. No, 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 no. And drawing blood. No, I'm good. I'm good. That that requires energy, and that's energy that I just do not have right now. It requires a bit more than energy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. I'm not I'm not doing that. Yes. But metaphorically speaking, yes. Blood oath. I mean, we could talk about the Rangers in the sense, in the context of their series with the Lightning, but we're not yes. talking about the Rangers. Explicitly. And, yeah, exactly. Explicitly. It is we're aimed- not talking about why they fucked up. And Correct. Yeah, because that's, that's later. Yes, yes. We will be, um, we will be playing our roles as Ryan Mead and, uh, and Greg Kaplan. And, and by the way, a little, uh, little sidebar for you, Adam. Um, I did see um, Blue Shirts Breakaway had their new episode come out today. I am not listening to it until we do our season review for the Rangers, just because I do not want to be led on by what Greg and Ryan have already said, which I'm sure is not pretty. No, I'm sure it isn't either. Uh, I haven't listened to it either. So that's yes, interesting. I'm- Although I did see that on Twitter, Jeff Merrick, like kind of soft agreed to be on the show over the summer. Really? That'll be fascinating. I know. Jeff Merrick is the, his obscure trivia knowledge on hockey and sports in general is something I aspire to. He's wicked smart. He is one of the smartest people in, in sports. Yes. To be honest with you. Yes, he the amount is. of stuff that he knows about just hockey, just hockey, is yep. ridiculous. Yeah, no, the man, the man definitely knows what he is, uh, what he is talking about. But we are not, we are not going to be talking about Blue Shirts Breakaway or the New York Rangers. We are here to talk about the Stanley Cup final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. How have we gotten to this point? Well, Tampa Bay, hard no series versus Toronto. They were able to get by the Maple Leafs in seven games. Completely dismantled the Florida Panthers. 
that led them to the Eastern Conference Final, where they got past the New York Rangers in six games. Uh, with the Lightning, and we'll talk, you know, more in depth about it when we when we get there. Really, it's the, it's going to be the story of Andre Vasilevsky and how far is he going to take them. And there were moments uh, just in these playoffs alone where, you know, I mean, really, I think the most recent example, you're looking at the series against the Rangers, where he did not have a whole lot to do, especially in games three, game four, five, and six. But when called upon, Vasilevsky was fantastic, especially on home ice. The away numbers are a little worrying for Andre Vasilevsky, averaging just over 3.5 goals allowed when he's on the road in the postseason. As for the Colorado Avalanche, they've just basically taken care of everybody that they've come across. Nashville, they took care of them quite comfortably. St. Louis, they took care of them quite comfortably. And then Well, the I wouldn't say quite comfortably. You know, they oh, lost one of their best players in the series. Well, yeah, we do we, we didn't get to that. We, we did not <laughs> get to that. As of as of yet, and there are definitely injury concerns with the with the Avs um, going into the Stanley Cup final. We will definitely get there. But the Avs, I mean, let's just go right into it and just talking about the the Avalanche first. The favorites to to win this Cup final, they've been on are rest they really? now. Yeah, they are the favorites. I'm surprised that yeah, they are the betting favorites to win to win the series. I mean. It's interesting because it's it's the age-old question of who wins in a battle of elite goaltending, elite defense, and high-powered offense. And regardless, honestly, of who came out of the Final Four, that's what would have happened. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, you know, I also want to point out, too, that if we're looking at this from a very neutral lens and not talking about that team, that we both happen to have an affinity for. This feels like a right Stanley Cup final. It does. Because there's no like underdog team that the Rangers were. This feels like, quite honestly, the this dynasty that we have with the Lightning going up against a team that wants to be like the Lightning in the abs and have all the pieces to be like the Lightning in the Colorado Avalanche. But can the new dogs in my estimation, upset the defending two-time Stanley Cup champions. And let's hope to God that they do because the Lightning went three in a row. Um, Parity is dead. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I think we should keep in mind for this series is that whatever happens in game one and game two, don't pay attention to it. Like, don't put too much stock in it. I disagree. I disagree. If Colorado win game one and game two, then yes, I agree. The series will not start proper until someone loses on home ice. Then the series really starts because that's like the first slip up. If Tampa lose both games in Colorado, then okay, you got to go home and you have to answer serve. And if they win both games on home ice, then okay, we're back to where we were. It's now a best of three series. Right, but I think Tampa Bay, you know, we saw this in the, in the Toronto series and we saw it in the Eastern Conference Final where, you know, they didn't look themselves in, like, early on and they kind of found their groove late. And Andre Vasilevsky is absurd in elimination games. So 
really like not only with if his team is on the line to be eliminated, but um, when Tampa Bay is the one that will be doing the eliminating, uh, he has like a nine nine one save percentage or something like that in elimination games, or in something his last stupid, seven. Stupid, it's ridiculous. In his last stupid. seven, or yeah. yeah, it's nuts. You know, it, it is kind of ridiculous, and uh, with this series. I think that game one and game two are going to be a failing out process for both teams. You know, this is not going to be a sweep for sure. I'd be shocked if this is a sweep. It would be the most underwhelming Stanley Cup final ever if that was the case. And some people are already calling it one of the most underwhelming Stanley Cup finals ever because it has the lightning in it. and No one really wants to see the lightning. in it. But I'm intrigued. Me personally, I am intrigued but I don't know how much of it I'm actually going to dedicate my time to watching um, given the pain that I still feel, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, honestly, this is probably their greatest offensive test since the first round where they had a fully healthy Maple Leafs team. Oh, I would say it's better. I would say that the ads are probably better offensively than, than the Maple Leafs. No, I'm saying this is their best test offensively since the since the first round. I'm not even I'm not saying that the Maple Leafs are better than the okay, than All the right, fair. fair, 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 fair. That no one has matched up to them quite like this. Yeah, and you know, stupid Toronto fans are saying that the Easter Conference Finals in round one, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But um, I mean that they gave them a really good series, and that could be a blueprint. For, for Colorado. And, you know, that's really what we're looking at is how the offensive weapons and the offensive firepower of Colorado stacks up against uh, Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay, as we've seen, unfortunately, uh, what they do is they clog up the zone or they clog up the middle, the, the slot where shots – like the thing is, is that Andre Vasilevsky doesn't face a lot of shots. And the shots that he does face are not high percentage looks. It, it literally polar opposite to Igor. Sorry, I'm not talking about it. But no, you know you're right. Yeah, 100 right. <laughs> Where Igor only faces high danger shots, it seems. But Andre Vasilevsky, like the structure of the Lightning, um, he gets shots from like corners and one timers that were blocked partially. They either blocked completely or blocked partially. You know, he doesn't have to make he doesn't have to make incredible saves, but he does occasionally, but he doesn't do it, he doesn't have to do it all the time because the the, the defensive structure of the lightning is really good. Well, it also comes down to the fact the lightning also just don't allow shots to get to Vasilevsky. I well, mean that's what I'm saying. That's the you other go part back, of it. yeah. You go back and you just watch the Toronto series, the Florida series, and the Rangers series. I mean, how many times did you see Victor Hedman, uh Ryan McDonough, Mikhail Sergachev? Ryan McDonough, especially. And you know, it was fascinating uh, too, which I did not know that in the history of the NHL playoffs, nobody has blocked more shots than Ryan McDonough. Well, you know, which who his coach was crazy to me. You know, who he was coached by for like the first, was it five, three or four years of his career? Fair. Mr. Blo- Mr. Block shots himself. <laughs> That's true. That's true. The block shot king, future head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, maybe. Please, God, no. <laughs> Please, good God, no. That would be very, very, very sad. But 
I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it helps that he was playing with uh, playing under uh, John Tortorella and then playing next to Dan Girardi, too. Yeah, who also blocked a lot of shots. I, 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 this one I'm not 100% sure on, so don't quote me on this, but I, I think that he has the most blocked shots in Rangers franchise history. Dan Girardi, who also played for the San Bay Lightning, because obviously. Correct, correct, because, because of course, I mean, this is original Rangers South before Carolina decided to become new Rangers South. Yeah, Dan Girardi, I think he's an assistant coach for Buffalo now. Yep, yeah, he is. Yep. He is. Love Dan Girardi, great guy, and I hope he gets his number retired. Person. Yep, me too. I would love Although, that. Although, I think you probably have to retire McDonough's number and Mark Stahl's number. Mark Stahl, I could definitely see happening. McDonough, no. But he was a captain. Listen, we're not talking about this. We can't. We're not, we can't. We're not, talk, we're not talking about this, but no. But no, I, I don't see it with, with, with McDonough. I do see it with Girardi. I do see it with Stahl. But back to uh, this Stanley Cup final. And I want to do this before we move on to the ads. Adam, one player for the Tampa Bay Lightning that you are watching in the Stanley Cup final. Aside from the obvious, which is Andre Vasilovsky, who is involved in everything. That's but, the obvious. Yeah. Andre Palat. I mean, he is everywhere. Anywhere and everywhere. A member of the original triplets. Was it hit? It was him, Kucherov, and Stamkos. Those are the original triplets. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Andre Plotz there. Um, he always has a knack for scoring when it, when the Lightning need him to score. Um, he's on a great line. I think he is on. He's on that same line with Kucherov and Stamkos, and so. So I think that, yeah, Andre Plotz just anywhere and everywhere on the ice. He's an offensive threat. Um, he's good defensively. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a fuck ton of money in free agency also. Hey, <laughs> he actually hey, makes it well, there. Well, guess what? Maybe Tampa, maybe they have someone mysterious that get injured in the Stanley Cup final. So that way they could just stash him on long-term IR and they can sign Andre Plotz. Yeah. Oh, uh, Steve, Steven, do you need any surgery or anything? How's your wrist? Do you have like, I, I could feel a, a ridge in your wrist. So we need to put you on long-term IR. It's like, a, it's like the mafia. They're like, they like break somebody's legs. They, oh, you need surgery. You're going on LTIR. You need surgery now. <laughs> John Cooper breaks Victor Edmonds leg up. Oh, you need surgery now. Shit. Hey, listen, don't you disparage noted Hofstra man, John Cooper. And you know, you know what I, I, I will say, I will give John Cooper the credit where credit is due. I thought that his, I don't know if you saw it, that his presser after they knocked out the Rangers, I thought he was very graceful to the Rangers. And he was like, that's a damn good team. Gerard Gallant is going to be sitting in the spot very, very soon. Um, while also saying that, this is a, it's a young team. It's a young team that just played every other day for the last month and a half, two months. And yep. they just got tired out. And I'm like, yeah, no, he's right. He's hundred percent. Right. I mean, John Cooper is one of my favorite coaches, not just because he went to the same school that we did, but roll pride. Uh, pride, but because he, he's a really nice coach and 
he's a player's coach. All of his players like him. But yeah, Andre Palat, you know, not to get too off topic, Andre Palat's the guy that I'm watching in this series because he he can really take over games for sure. For me, I'm going to go with Alex Kalorn. And I'm going to say Alex Kalorn just because he really did not do much in that series against the Rangers. And he kind of, yeah, we, we all know what kind of guy Alex Kalorn is. He's going to be a 70 point guy, 60, 70 point guy, great two way guy, can play on the power play, can play on the penalty kill if you need him to. But he just did nothing in that series against the Rangers. And you're going to need that secondary scoring outside of Stamkos and Kucherov and two lucky shots from Mikhail Sergachev to, to plant this Colorado Avalanche team. You're, you're, well, they might you're be getting have to. some reinforcements. Depending well, that on... is also where I was also going <laughs> with this is uh, John Cooper did say today that they are looking potentially at having Braden point in the lineup for game one tomorrow. Or tonight, since you'll be hearing this, you'll be hearing this Wednesday. So tonight, that Braden Point could could make his return to the lineup for Tampa Bay, which would just be it would be huge. It would be absolutely huge when you have Colorado, who's coming into the series wounded a little bit with no Nazim Kadri, who is going to be out for the remainder of the playoffs. So we think, barring some miracle, and probably when we get there and we'll, we'll this, maybe this is a nice transition, you know, to talk about the Colorado Lynch in Darcy Kemper. We don't know what his, his status is. Now one can only imagine that Darcy Kemper is probably going to be ready to go. I would think because they've had what a week and a half of rest now. So I would think that Darcy Kemper would be good. I mean, did he – well, he played – okay. I thought he played in game four, but he did not. He played in game one. He was no, injured. no, that was Francois. Yeah. So, I mean, all of Francois did well uh, yeah. in relief of Darcy Kemper. Well, and he's – and he's like – he could be their goalie of the future, Francois. Well, look at, look at the numbers just from the regular season. Regular season numbers for, for both. Darcy Kemper, 37 wins, 12 losses, four overtime losses, five shutouts, a 2.54 goals against with a 921 save percentage. Francois, 15 wins, five losses, one overtime loss, two shutouts, a 255 goals against with a 916 save percentage. They're basically identical. Yeah. So and- it's not like. It's not like, you know, the abs are going to take a massive step down if they have to start Francois in, in game one. But the problem is, is that the Lightning have such a massive edge in goal. No matter, no matter honestly, no matter who you put in there, if you're, if you're Colorado, and that's going to make a difference. I think we've seen too often, well, we've seen it in every series, that Colorado was going up against teams that had massive question marks in goal. Well, I mean. Don't have that now. Yeah, I mean Jordan Bennington was good until he got injured sure. after his after his own teammate pushed Nazem Kadri into him, but that's besides yeah. the point. Um, and Billy Huso had, was on a bit of a hot streak before, uh, like heading into that series with the with the Avalanche. Um, I mean, you know, the Predators, their number one goalie was injured. They had to play David Riddich 
for half of that series and uh, Connor Ingram for the other half of it. it. So this is this is a step up for sure. And you know, Mike Smith obviously in Eastern Con- or in the Western Conference final. So this yeah. is obviously a step up in in terms of goaltending. Big time. And we knew and we knew that. You know, that's not that's not going to be argued that this is that the goaltending is in favor of Tampa Bay for this one. And really it's does the offense for the avalanche outweigh the goaltending and the defense for the lightning. Well, that's going to be, honestly, if we're looking at the units to watch and what the matchup is going to be, it's still that, that forward group of the ads going up against that defense of the lightning and the goaltending of the lightning. And that's going to be fascinating to watch. And where do the contributions come in? Does do does Colorado continue to get great production from the bottom six like they have done pretty much throughout these entire playoffs? And that's gonna that's gonna really really matter. And if we look also with Tampa Bay, they struggled a little bit, especially early on in the Rangers series at at the faceoff dot. Colorado has been pretty good at, at the faceoff dot this year. So if that's gonna be huge for Tampa Bay. To, try and improve and they did as the series went on against the rangers but i mean let's face it the rangers are not very good at taking faceoffs i think everybody who was a rangers fan would know that but never been all season all season they've been they've been terrible at that yeah exactly face off black hole ryan strump not talking about the rangers um but adam who is good barkley goodrow is good at faceoffs yeah barkley goodrow is good at faceoffs so so is kevin rimmy uh but adam who's your who's the guy that you're watching for for the uh for the abs I mean, I know I wasn't going to go obvious for Tampa Bay, but I am for Colorado. It's Cal McCarr. Come on. Dickhead. It's got to be Cal McCarr. How could you not watch Cal McCarr having a historic playoffs as a defenseman, as an offensive defenseman? He's probably going to win the Norris Trophy. Let's be real. Probably. Uh, especially, I mean, yeah, he should. Um, he is a game changer. You want to talk about two-way players, two-way, two-way defensemen. Kel McCarr is it. Mm-hmm. Often like a, as an offensive defenseman, defensive defense, he's one of the best defenders in the league at this point. Correct. And Correct. he is, he, he's a game changer. All right. We talked about this uh, when we were previewing the playoffs, that there are four defensemen that I think are in a class of their own in the national hockey league right now. Roman Yossi, national predators, Victor Hedman, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Adam Fox, the New York Rangers, and Cal McCarr, the Colorado Avalanche. Yep. That they are just in a group of their own. Um, I'm also going to be obvious, but I'm going to pivot, and I'm going to go to that matchup that we were talking about with the Avs forward group going up against the Lightning defenseman and goaltending. I'm, I'm looking out for, for Nathan McKinnon, and I truly, genuinely think that John Cooper is going to have in mind that one of Ryan McDonough or Victor Hedman is going to be out there against Nathan McKinnon at all times. I, I would think so. But now the question is, after seeing what the Sorelli line did to Chris Kreider and Mika Zibanejad, once that matchup was found by John Cooper in that Rangers series, would then the Sorelli line be matched up against McKinnon? That's an interesting and question. And that is 
maybe what they could do, possibly. But honestly, in some situations, it might not even be enough because McKinnon and McKinnon's line is just so good. They're they're one of the best lines in hockey. Uh, underrated player in this series are the two old guys who are ring chasing, even though I think both of them, does Andrew Cogner have a cup? Did he win it with the Ducks? He is not that old, I don't think. Um, Corey Perry did. He was the other, he was the one guy that is like, a, kind of might be very underrated in this series. Did Cogliano win a cup? We're going to find out. But uh, keep going. He was a he was on. Oh, he was on the Oilers. He was on the Oilers in 0708. And no, he did not win a cup. He did not win a cup. Those guys, he's got an opportunity now. Yes, but uh, Corey Perry is a guy that forget my framing device, but Corey Perry is a guy that's underrated for the lightning that could really, you know, he's an agitator, he's a rat, he's an agitator. That's, he's a dickhead. That's what he does now that in his old age, he's not like a goal scorer anymore. He's a dickhead. Yeah. And, and I believe that uh, actually a, a fun little fact about Corey Perry too, that I heard just the other day uh, after the lightning had won, that Corey Perry is the second player in NHL history to go to back to back to back Stanley cup finals with three different teams. How crazy is that? The stars, the Canadians and the lightning. Can you name the other one? Wow. Can I name the other one? It's, it's a current enough player. He's played in the last 15 years. Ooh. Would you like his position? Is it? Actually, yes. He is a right winger. He's a right winger. Mm-hmm. See, I was going to guess Chris Pronger, but I don't think that's right. That, no, obviously, that's not, not Chris right. Pronger. Is not right. Ooh. I know this. It, wait. Oh, yeah. No, it is. Marion Hosa. It is Marion Hosa. It is, in fact, Marion Hosa with he the lost. Penguins, with the Red Wings, and then with the Blackhawks. Well, for Corey Perry, hopefully he hope, like he hopes that it's the Marion Hosa uh, timeline where he loses the first two finals that he went to and then he wins the third. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, uh, that would be nice for, uh, for Corey Perry, if uh, if he is able to uh, to get a ring with uh, with the two time back to back Stanley Cup champion uh, Tim Bay Lightning, well, listen, he already has a Stanley Cup ring. He does. Ducks. He does. He does not need. He doesn't. Well, I mean, I say he does not need another. He would like another. He would like another. You always need another Stanley Cup ring. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there, I mean, definitely one thing I do want to. Uh, point out as well that the lightning and the abs just they just had that bottom six group of guys your pat maroons your darren helms your Corey perry's those guys just Andrew probably out who, might, who may or may not be playing or it's already like it in 
who are Tory Lekin absolutely key deadline acquisition. Yep. Yep. And I, I mean, how many times did I say to you that I wanted the Rangers to get Arturi Lekinen? That would have been fantastic. It would have been. It would have been fucking fantastic. Um, but they have those group uh, that gritty, hard nosed veteran bottom six guys that round out their fucking teams, right? And that's really what makes what makes the difference. It's it, it very rarely do you say that. Oh, it's because of a team's top guys of how they win a series. Usually it comes down to the bottom six group of guys. And who is that guy that comes out of nowhere that makes a play when you need them to in a big moment? Pat Maroon for the past three years. Correct. Spot on. Pat Maroon. Goon reputation now becoming key role player for the Tampa Bay Lightning dynasty. Who would have thought? The weirdest thing is that Pat Maroon was like, he was not a goon when he was with the Oilers. And then he got traded to the Devils for their playoff run. Mm-hmm. And then he signed with the Blues and he became a goon somehow. Back. And now he might be winning. His fourth straight cup. Yeah, he might he might pull an Islanders. Yeah, and win he might four pull straight an Islanders. Cups. Yep, and win four straight Stanley Cups. That's crazy. Silly. Silly. So, Adam, who wins the series and why? Uh, who wins the series and why? Yep. I think, oh, I really want to go against the Lightning, but I can't because they're just so good. I want the Avs to win, but I think the Lightning are going to win in seven because their defensive structure, their – Goaltending, their offensive players are going to be the difference maker for them. Goaltending wins championships. I'm not going to pick against the Lightning until someone gives me a reason not to. I'm going with the Lightning in six. Nice. So, one more thing. I'm going to be very, I'm going to be Jeff Merrick and have some really obscure history because he actually brought this up on 32 Thoughts. This is the first Stanley Cup final where two team, the two teams going up against each other do not have an S in their name. Two non-plural teams Interesting. going up against each other in the Stanley Cup final. Interesting. And with that, I have a trivia question for you. Sure. Can you name all the teams in the four major sports that are non-plural? How many are there? Uh, let me pull up a list. Let me pull up a pad. <sighs> this is going to be hard. This is going to be really hard, Adam. I don't like this. I think there are... There are 12. There are 12. Okay. So we're going across all sports right now. Or 11, I think. I Listen, I'll just... I know I know them all. All right, so a little trivia in the middle, in the middle of basement, the Basement Talk podcast. Nice. Okay. Can you give me... I don't know if this is a lot of work. If it is a lot of work, then don't do it. But can you give me a breakdown of how many each league has? Um... 
Not off the top of my head. Okay, don't bother. Don't bother. Okay. Um. All right, so we have the Avs. Correct. Well, the Avalanche. Then we have the Lightning. Those are your two free spaces. Yep, pretty much. Uh, the Minnesota Wild. Correct. Seattle Kraken. Correct. Are there any more hockey? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? That's not helpful. Um, the Miami Heat. That is correct. The close to hometown for you, Utah Jazz. Only 40 minutes away. Oh, God. Oh, the Orlando Magic. Correct. Oh. Now, this is where... Are there any more basketball? The Thunder. Yes. There's three more that I'm missing? Yes. Are there any more basketball? Hmm. Actually, no, there, there are two more. Are there any more basketball? Damn. There's two more, you said? There's two more. You're done with basketball. There are two baseball teams, which kind of count, sort of. It's not an S. No, I'm giving no, that's too much of a hint. I'm sorry. There are no football teams, though. All football teams end in that end in S. But there are two baseball teams. Oh, Red Sox and White Sox. Correct. Well, I'm actually surprised that I got all this. I'm actually really, really surprised. Wow. All right. That was a nice little bit of trivia. Yep. This is what you get. You get, you get obscure, obscure knowledge here at the Baseball Talk Podcast. Well, Adam, thank you very much for coming on. I greatly, greatly appreciate it, as do the, the, the listening audience. Uh, for a bonus, you could have said the entire WNBA as well, because all of them have non-plural team names. Sure. <laughs> sure. No, seriously, they do. I believe you. <laughs> the Atlanta Dream, the Chicago Sky, the Connecticut Sun, the Indiana Fever, the, the New Lynx. York Liberty, the Phoenix Mercury, the Seattle Storm, and the Minnesota Lynx. I could have I could have said that for, for bonus points. Well, okay. Adam. Which is kind of interesting. I didn't realize that like I yeah, I didn't realize that the entire WNBA was all non-plural teams, team names. The more you know. Yep. The more you know. Well, yeah. Adam, thank you very much for coming on. And uh let's go abs, right? Yes, let's go abs. And we are back. Jake, was that educational enough? Did you enjoy? Listening to Adam and I talk about the Stanley Cup final. Uh, sure. I'm sure it just, it, <laughs> it just completely lit up your day. Now I'm done watching hockey forever. Till next Rangers. Till next next Rangers. But I might catch a couple of regular season games next year. You fucking should. You should. I'm already. I'm already going opening night. I've, I've already. Put that I gotta in my, go. Put that I'll, in my calendar. I'll go to the Garden to a hockey game. Ready? Put that in the calendar. Opening night, I will. I will. No, be. not opening night. I'm not paying for that. I mean, just like a random hockey game, I'll, I'll I'll go and see the Broadway Blue Shirts. Shout out to them on a great season. Yes, yes, and the the, the pain and suffering that I have endured over the last uh, several days 
over the New York Rangers. But Adam and I will be doing a Rangers season in review podcast that will be coming out over the weekend. So you'll be hearing this. You'll be hearing this on Thursday. And then over the weekend, you'll be hearing the Rangers review podcast. And then next week, you will be hearing uh, the uh, the regression candidates for fantasy football on the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. That'll be out on Monday. And then, of course, the vicious cycle just sort of continues. But for now, let's talk some baseball, Jake. And before we talk about the Yankees, because I know everyone wants to hear us talk about the Yankees. Besides the Mets fans, and we'll talk about the Mets too, because they there's a conversation that's been had about the Mets. But I want to talk about everybody else. And I think the one thing that we have to just start off talking about is the biggest frauds every single year. Everyone talks about them. They are the greatest baseball team who've ever walked the face of the earth because of the two stars that they have. And yet again, they have proven to be absolute dog shit, and that is the Los Angeles Angels. They have Shohei Otani, they have Mike Trout, yet this team, again, has proven to be complete and utter dog shit. The problem is they just don't have anybody else. And when they started off the season really good, when they were like 10 games over 500, they were getting very good starts from Noah Syndergaard, Patrick Sandoval, and others. And they, and uh, Rasael Inglésius was one of the best relievers in all of baseball, and then just everything went to shit overnight uh yeah this, this is just one of those teams that just can't seem to get over the hump they need an ace in the worst possible way other than Shohei Otani I, I firmly believe that and Anthony Rendon has been just an absolute nightmare in LA coming over from the Nationals so they're, they're the prime example of spending money does not necessarily ensure winning so the Angels need to retool. They, they they really need a horse in that starting rotation. I think that's a big thing because outside of Otani, it's just you, there's just so much choppiness. And like a pitcher like Noah Syndergaard, he can go on like a two-week stretch of just awfulness. And same thing with Sandoval. They need a, a, a horse that every time out there, he's going to give them a chance to avoid the big losing streak. It, first thing over anything else for them. Yeah, I, I mean, they listen, they lost 14 in a row. They got their manager fired. And, I mean, listen, Joe Madden, he's a heck of a manager. I'm sure that he's going to find another spot to go and manage a baseball team. I would almost guarantee it because it's just Joe Madden. That's just who he is. He has that reputation. But if you're – and I know he's not ever going to say it publicly or maybe even privately – because it's just the guy that he is and the loyalty that he's shown to this organization throughout his career is quite remarkable, if you ask me. But when is Mike Trout going to end up saying that enough is enough? He's wasted the prime of his career in this dog shit. Like, when when does he say enough is enough? And that's even before we get to Otani, where now there are reports coming out that Otani is like, no, I'm I'm done. Oh, I know one team Otani is not chomping at the bit to go to. And I don't think he wants to pitch at Yankee Stadium ever again in his life after his two outings in his entire Ooh. career. Nope. No way. Um, yeah, Trout, uh, it just he, it's just not who he is. I don't think he'll ever do it. I don't even think it's a, a, a point of discussion 
I just don't think Mike Trout wants to be that guy. And I just don't think, I think winning is important to him, but he's not like, I need to win at all costs type of guy. Like I'm on my team. I'm here. I'm a loyal guy. I'm going down with the ship type of guy. Just not who he is. Is Mike Trout though at risk of just being a really, really, really great baseball player that is not a winner? I mean, it's kind of what he is right now. <laughs> but baseball is not like basketball. We don't measure greatness in baseball like we do other sports with championships. It's, it's sure. That's that's what he is. If this was like basketball, okay, I hear you. But not baseball. I, I just don't think it's that type of sport. The Otani situation, though, with, 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 with the Angels, that has the potential to get a little messy. Because you have Otani, who is the face of the international side of the sport, for sure. Like, bar none. He wants to be in a successful position. And, and for what it's worth, Major League Baseball fiscally must have an interest in Shohei Otani being in a position where he can be competing for championships. Because he captivates an entire nation. And if one, if another nation is enticed by Shohei Otani being in the playoffs, that's more money for Major League Baseball and for Rob Manfred. But I digress because we all know that he's a business guy and dollars and cents matter to him, as we have seen time and time again. But again, I digress. How does that end for Otani with the Angels? Does he demand a trade? Does he just see it out and walk? I, it Every scenario that the could happen with Otani with the Angels if they don't start contending is not good. What's the contract like on Otani out of curiosity? Uh, I was getting paid not that much because of the whole posting fees and the, the rule changes with players from Japan. Yes. So Otani is making, if SpotTrack wants to work for me, oh, that's why. Because it wants me to subscribe to their newsletter. No, I don't want to subscribe to the newsletter. Go fuck yourself, Spot Track. By the way, go check out Spot Track for all your uh, for all your contract information. So Shohei Otani is making five and a half million dollars. He enters his third year of arbitration at the end of this year, and then at the end of next year, he is an unrestricted free agent. So he so he'll walk. And if the Angels trade him at the deadline, the thing is, though, he can kind of force where he wants to go because I'm sure he has a, tr- a tr- no trade clause in that contract. No, he does not. Nope. I could see the Yankees being interested, but I don't even want him. Like, I don't no. want to have to deal with the whole pitching, hitting. I, I Can't you just see that being a mess for the Yankees? Yep. Yep. But, but a team that makes the most sense for me, it's the other team in L.A., the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the one I'm really looking at. I, and I would I would also say San Diego as well. San Diego as well, but San Diego's kind of like you had Tatis there. He's not really like the biggest star in all of baseball. Like he, even he's kind of being. Well, how about like, how about how about this one too? Because they have a they have a need for a front end starting pitcher, and they have a need for a star. How about San Francisco? I could see it. If they're getting some bright ideas about bringing Judge over, though, I don't, they better if that they better stop with all that. But. No, they better they, they better stop that shit. Speaking of speaking of uh, hopeless fan bases that are wanting the Yankees' best player and the best player in baseball, uh, 
do you see Mets fans are now starting to conjure the dream that um, that that Joe Aaron Judge will potentially be a New York Met? That's Steve yeah. Cohen is just magically the back up the uh, back up the dump truck with I millions see, for, I for Aaron see, Judge. I, Give me a but break. He, but here's the thing, though: if some like fucked up reality where that happens, like I could see Judge just being terrible for the Mets, like just oh, not I can too. Be going back to getting hurt, like. I could just like what like there's no way the Mets would come out on top if that were to happen. That, like, no, no, I don't see it. I don't see it. I honestly, I think Judge Judge knows you're the face of the New York Yankees. There's only one place you can go from there in an eight up. Yeah, Judge to me feels like the kind of guy that wants to play his whole his whole career with one team. I yep. think that that means a lot to him, and I think the whole betting on himself. He just wanted more cash from his team. It wasn't like. Let me go see what the highest offer is. And Agreed. they're the Yankee. I don't think it's going to be like that. Agreed. Uh, I think this is just all about I got, I got, not I got, necessarily leverage, but yeah. maximizing your eventual profit. I got news for you, man. During the all-star break, they, they have to get back. They have to have some some type of conversation, right? I would think so. You would think so. I mean, come on. You got a week off. Yeah, it can't. It's not going to distract the team. Yeah, and you're not. You're not going to also go into an off season where, I mean, yes, I will say this. You're not going to go into an off season where you have an entire six, seven, eight year deal that needs to be start from scratch. Like, no, there's just no way. There's no way. No. And and honestly, I would be shocked if judge even hits the open market. If they get to the off season, they don't agree on extension, but here's my other thing. I would be stunned too. During the All Star break, like what, like just think of the energy, and like the this this season is a championship caliber season. Mm-hmm. This is a different season. This is a different team. Just think of like the vibes and just the energy that would be infused in the fan base in the locker room with the burning question heading into the season. And the on opening day we had the drama. That was the yep. big story. Of Judge getting the long-term deal and being a Yankee for the end of time. Just think of the energy heading into the playoffs that we got our – this is our next Jeter. Well, let me let me ask you. I don't want to talk too much about the Yankees yet, but just rapid fire. You're Brian Cashman. What's the number that you were willing to go for Aaron Judge? You, you have to go 10 for 300, man. That That has to be the number. That's got to be the number. That makes me sick. It, but it makes you sick. But you have to do. It. You have to do it. I just hate knowing that. Yes, you have to do it. But it's like you're doing it with a gun to your head. You have, but you, exactly though, it's either that or you lose them. Now, I'm going to be very honest. Very, very, very honest. This is going to be a very unpopular opinion. Maybe one of my most unpopular opinions that I'll have, but I'm, I'm honest. Before the season, before this season, if you had said to me that it was 10 for 300 for Aaron Judge, I would have said, yeah, toodaloo. I get it, but, but the season is happening, bro. But, but and, the season and you, is happening. And you yeah. need to remember, if you knock on all the wood that's just like invisible sight to you, this season – and 2017, his rookie season, were his really only full seasons. Correct. MVP years. Yep. 
you, you, you like that's no, another I, thing listen, to kind of bank it on. Just think of what the price would be if every year was like his rookie year. And I absolutely, I, I'm not disagreeing that the Yankees have to do it. They have to, but it's again, it's this feeling of having to do it with a gun to your head that I don't love because I don't love it, but it's not me, <laughs> but it's also this, the whole thing of having lo- these long-term big salary, big money contracts just on the books where it's like, okay, you could see where the Yankees are headed. And it's like in four years time, if you have Aaron judge in year four of his deal, Giancarlo still in the middle of his deal, Garrett Cole still in the middle of his deal. What kind of players are they going to be in four years time? Is the window still going to be open with this current group of players in four years? Or are we talking the Yankees are going to pay for a window to be extended for maybe three years? Yeah, well, I mean, I think Giancarlo's actually done in four years, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they have that much longer left with, with Giancarlo, but I think that's a whole nother, um argument for another day. But you look at uh, my whole rebuttal to you is the championship window with Jeter and Pettit and Posada and even Bernie to a much lesser extent and, Ma- and Mariano. That's true. Their championship windows were open for 10 years. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six. We have seven years left, Giancarlo. Okay. So him and him and Garrett Cole will pro- I didn't think they had Stan for that much longer. Wow. I thought it was 2029. He is a uh free agent. I think Stan will be a productive player for a long time, especially with the DH. Eventually he'll just be a full time DH. Right now he's definitely not a full time DH. I, I don't want to see that guy DHing every day. He needs to play the outfield. Okay, so technically. The Yankees can buy him out in 2028, and it'll cost him $10 million to do it. Okay. So, so technically, probably it's one, two, three, four, five years left. And then the the sixth year, 2028, that's when the Yankees can go and buy out Stan. And, for and you know what? You don't, want to, you don't want to do 10 years? Fine. Eight for 275. That I'm comfortable with. That I'm comfortable with. That I'm comfortable with, but if he wants the 10th year, whatever. He earned it. He earned it, and I have no problem doing that with a guy that earns it, and especially if a trophy case is – if a trophy is added to the trophy case this offseason. Well, well, that's the thing. That's That's the thing. thing. If Aaron Judge is the the reason why the Yankees are winning a World Series this year – Yes. Then, of course, then absolutely it's worth it. I got news for you. If they're winning a World Series, it is because of Aaron Judge. More than likely, more than likely, and then if yeah, he signs the contract, right. then he wins. Then he wins a World Series. Once he signs a contract with the Yankees, then the contract is worth it. Just same like thing the, with Giancarlo Stanton. Same thing same with the A Rod. The A Rod contract was well worth it. The Mark yep. Share contract, the CC con, all those contracts were well worth it. AJ Burnett. AJ Burnett was worth it. He threw one good game. Yep, and you know game what? Through the World Series, <laughs> it was worth it was every in the penny. World Series, and it helped us win a championship. So hindsight, twenty twenty, it was worth it. Before we talk about the Yankees, we're like we're we're pushing it, but I want to talk about probably the most disappointing team in baseball at this point in time. What the fuck is going on with the Chicago White Sox? They got to get rid of Tony Larusa for starters. That that mm-hmm. needs to be. They're they're sick and tired of his voice. Tony Larusa lost me with the whole Yerman Mercedes thing last year. Like, come on, completely ruined that kid's career. Completely. Completely ruined it. Intentionally walking guys on a one and two count. Are you like for real, dude? 
they they, they don't want to play for him. And that's a team that's just going through the motions every night. They don't play for it. They don't play for their leader and effort reflects leadership. Plain and simple. They're just not a team right now because they're, they don't have leadership. No, no, they they don't have leadership. What's scary too, is that you look at the AL central and how generally how bad it is. The white Sox are still five games out. They can absolutely find a way back in this race for the central and they can still win it. Yeah. But, I tell you. Yeah. But you have Minnesota who's playing some really, really good baseball. Cleveland has been a humongous surprise. I think a lot of people said tear down, start over, rebuild sort of year. They've been great. Jose Ramirez has been fantastic. I think he's the only person on the Guardians right now that has double-digit home runs. I think he has like 16. And, and has 14 strikeouts. Yeah, it, it, exactly. The Guardians are, are they're, they're a good team. They're a good team, and I don't know if they're you know going to be pushing for a playoff spot or anything. Probably not, but for what it's worth, they've been okay. White Sox, it's like, oh. And it's now, now they're they're going to be hamstrung with their best reliever, Liam Hendricks. He's going to be gone for could be three weeks, could be three months with a forearm strain on his throwing arm, which is not good. I think the, the closer now is going to be Kendall Graveman. I believe he'll be closing up games for for the White Sox, but they also have the pitching. They know the pitching. Giolito has been okay at best. The hitting has been, yeah, yeah. Eloy Jimenez got hurt, too. Eloy Jimenez got hurt. Jose Abreu's been up and down. Luis Roberts been up and down. Tim Anderson's hurt. Tim Anderson, Yeah, Tim Anderson's hurt. So it's like, what? Y- Yasmani Grandal, that's another one. Yasmani Grandal is oh, terrible. He, he's absolutely terrible. But I, I just want to give a quick shout-out because you mentioned the Twins. I think Rocco Baldelli is a phenomenal manager. I do, too. I really think he's one of the better managers in all of baseball and the twins. They don't have, I just don't understand how they, they have hitting the pitching they have is so awful. Particularly the bad. starters. It, 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 they can't get anybody out, but shout out to, to Baldelli, but you're right. I think if the, 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 the can't speak right now, the white Sox, if they fired their manager, like look, look at the Phillies when they got rid of Joe Girardi, it kills me to say it. Cause I love Joe. We love Joe Girardi. We have a special place in all of our hearts and yes, he I, does. I don't, it's just, I, I'm still mad that they got rid of him for Aaron Boone. I don't care what the hell is going on this year, but um, they, it feels like they haven't lost since they got rid of Joe Girardi. And I think that could be definitely be the Chicago White Sox with the talent they have. So you want to hear the rotation for the Minnesota Twins in case you were curious? I know Sonny Gray is probably their ace. I think he might be yeah. hurt actually. No, Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray is, is he's healthy. Yeah, so it's probably what, like Sonny Gray? That's <laughs> – go ahead. Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Dylan Bundy. Bundy, I know. Chris Archer, and Griffin Jacks. Yeah, I think they could use a starter at the deadline. But um, – Oh, yeah, I, know, the, I, the, I know so they can, they can use a starter. The, the Twins deadline. do have one of the best relievers in all of baseball or is one of the biggest up-and-coming stars in all of baseball, and that's Johan Duran. Yep, that's true. Who's been, who's been excellent this year. He was 103, thinking he's throwing the fastest pitch in the MLB this year. But yep. you're right, though. The, the, the Central is very winnable. 
Uh, I guess it's good news for, for teams that are contending in the American League that you might be able to avoid the White Sox if they have a bad year because I think they would be a dangerous team come the playoffs if they got things figured out. Uh, La Russa's got to go. He is – that was a mistake. That was just Jerry Reinsdorf just trying to have fun enough. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, Enough really is enough. Um, and the Tigers are also shit too. And I'm glad because AJ Hinch is an asshole and I hate him. You said it, not me. Fuck AJ Hinch. Let's talk about the Mets. We got to talk about the Mets. Yeah. They're a good baseball team. They're a good baseball you, team. Yeah, they're, they're a good team, but they, they, they better watch out. The Atlanta Braves are the hottest team in all baseball right now. They are. They are. It all yeah. takes is one bad weekend. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. They're only four games back of the New York Mets at this moment in time. But the Atlanta Braves, obviously, with their uh, big loss in Ozzy Albies, who yeah, well, out it wasn't for... it wasn't the biggest loss. I mean, there's one guy that makes that engine run on the Braves, and uh, and they won a World Series with Adam last year That's too. True. That's very true. That's very 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 true. But two months, two months without Ozzy Albies, but I I do agree. You got, you have Ronald Acuna. You can win baseball games. And Michael Harris has been absolutely phenomenal since getting called up from AAA. Yes, he has. Phenomenal. And they're pitching. Kyle Wright, excellent all year. Yep. Uh, this this kid they got pitching, I think he started tonight, uh, Spencer Strider. Yep. 101, real deal, will be a big-time starting pitcher. And Max Freed. Max Freed's been good. Let's not forget Mike Soroka is supposed to come back at some point this year. Yeah, And this is all with Charlie Morton. Not having a great year either. Same with Ian Anderson. He's been a little choppy. Well, Ian Anderson, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, um, isn't doesn't Ian Anderson or didn't Ian Anderson have an injury last year? Yes, last year. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but Ian so, Anderson's also one of the best young pitchers in all of baseball. Yes, he is. I, I it, listen. If anybody at Atlanta wants to give up on Ian Anderson, trade him to the New York Yankees, please and thank you. But yeah, Charlie Morton, four and three with a five point six seven ERA. That's not great. Ian Anderson, five and three with a four eight one. His career is like three six. I mean, he could probably get the ERA down to be around four. If I'm looking at his career numbers, twenty twenty was one nine five. Last Charlie year Morton, three five. Eight. So yeah, he could probably get it down to around four. I you would, have Charlie I would Morton to pitch in October, though. That's that's what Charlie Morton is on is on a quality Correct. team for. Is is the big starts in October? You're Correct. gonna have all Charlie Morton. Yep, yep, I agree. That's what he's there for. And I mean, he listen. You say what you want. It's, it's again. It's like Charlie Morton. The Braves paid Charlie Morton. They won a World Series. Worth every penny. Worth every fucking penny. Yep. Braves Simple could use that. an upgrade in the bullpen, but I'm telling you right now, the Mets, shout out to them, but I'm sick and tired of the wait till DeGrom and Scherzer get back. My friends, like, they're not back. I hate to break it to you. Like, I don't know when DeGrom, I, I guarantee you, Jacob DeGrom will not be back until after the All-Star break. August 1st will be when Jacob DeGrom throws his first pitch for the Mets this year, if he throws a pitch for the Mets this year. With the free with the contract here, because if yep, Jacob Degrom comes back and gets hurt again, no. What he's was fucked. that contract he was looking for? He's fucked. He's fucked. He's completely fucked. And I guarantee you, sure. And 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 I I'm obviously not wishing for guys to get hurt. Like, don't let this be. 
But is it weird to just think that a 40-year-old Max Scherzer could go back on the injured list? No. No. And is it weird to expect that Jacob DeGrom is not going to pitch the entire season? Like, he could he could have an issue with his shoulder all over again, and then we're just back to square one with him. A shoulder is not good. I'm telling you from firsthand from playing baseball, bro, a shoulder. I've dealt with shoulder and elbow. Those don't to, go away. Yes, but the elbow is not as – I'm telling you right now just from experience, I you could you could push through with elbow problems. You definitely can. You can that can be prolonged. A shoulder, bro. Oh my God, it is painful. It's, it's a death sentence. It's almost. a death sentence, and you lose like with your elbow. There's ways like if you rest long enough, or if you get the surgery, or you do the right things, you could even gain velocity from it. I'm telling you right now, dude. It is so hard to come back to feeling like even if you do heal, you the odds of you feeling like yourself. Again, it's. I'm not saying he can't. There's been guys that have, I'm sure, but I've seen plenty of guys not be the same guy. Well, it's just about getting the velocity back up. I mean, it, let's let's just it's you know even say velocity. Let's say, he can, let's say he can pitch. Let's just say he can. Let's just say 